The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, you know, we wanted to talk about a little bit of finance, and I know some people end up uh, hearing the word finance or numbers or banks or third quarter updates and all that kind of stuff, and their eyes might roll, but it's and it can really be a great indicator of economic health, which of course then leads into people's jobs and their their ability to go forward. And obviously we have had a crushing time, especially over the last year with COVID arriving, even on the, you know, right in the height of, of an economic downturn as well. So ATB has its third quarter results out and uh, there's actually a little cause for optimism, it would appear. We're joined now live with the president and CEO of ATB, Curtis Dange is joining us. Hello, Curtis. Thank you for taking the time to have a chat on this Monday afternoon. Hey, Daryl, good to be with you. And hi, Reed. Uh, you know what? And because Reed and I can't see each other, I'm just okay. going to run through most of this interview and then he's going to have a chat at the end. But just so you know, it's, uh, you're just going to be stuck with me here for a few minutes. No, no, that's, unless that's Reed all wants good. To... Thanks, Thanks Daryl. Good to yeah, be just... with you. Okay, so these third quarter results, uh, you know, I'm not sure how the numbers sort of translate uh, over over radio airwaves, but there were a couple of numbers that sort of kicked out to us. Uh, new and renewed loans of $4.6 billion and then new and renewed business loans up 34.4%. I would be, I guess loans would be important for some to, to stay afloat, but where do those numbers come from? Really, how do they reflect our current economy? Maybe you can give us some insight on that. Yeah, what are, what an interesting, I guess, a lot of different descriptions for our Q3. And, you know, just to remind the listeners, Q3 is October, November, December. And, you know, people were coming out of the late summer months and into October, and we were visiting with friends, and we were seeing people, and our bubbles were getting bigger, and the economy was opening back up. And then as we went into November, and of course, into the mid parts of December, we actually started to hit our second wave and lock down the economy like we're in uh in today so quite a volatile emotional quarter but through that uh yeah to your point you quoted the right numbers 4.6 billion new and renewed loans and 34 percent increase in our business loans from the same period last year we you know we proudly bank uh one in four businesses almost a 25 percent market share in alberta and proudly believe to your point that capital or loans to those businesses either to help them get through the troubling economic times that many of them are experiencing right now, or in some cases, some businesses are actually doing quite well and they're growing and they're expanding and they're hiring people. So we see the whole gamut given the market share that we have and, and the fact that we uh, represent Alberta from you know, top to bottom, side to side. And I've also heard that more anecdotally, and certainly you would get more uh, specific insight into that. But yeah, there have been some sectors of the business. Anytime that some one group of people are having trouble, somebody's actually going to be doing oh, okay on the other side of it. But these numbers, we talk about optimism. Why Why did those numbers give us optimism? That's an awful lot of loans and, 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 and perhaps some overhead still down the road for some businesses. So explain to me the optimism. Yeah, I look at optimism in the head and the heart. And, you know, the head's telling us that it's going to be tricky times. I mean, we look at the the numbers aren't quite out yet from 2020 calendar year, but we expect that the economy would have contracted probably about 7%. And we expect the economy to expand uh, uh, between 3 and 4% this calendar year, likely mostly in the second half. We still think the first six months of this calendar year are going to be a little tricky. So optimism comes from the head and knowing that our economy is going to grow again. We know that vaccines, while they're a little bit slow uh, and there's some frustration around the distribution of vaccines in Canada, 
that the vaccines are going to come and this pandemic is going to be behind us at some point in time later this year. So we know that from an optimism perspective. But you know what, Daryl, what we know more is the heart part of an Albertan. And the Alberta small business owner is resilient. They're adaptable. They live in a world of it's going to get better. And we saw that the resilience of Alberta businesses has been quite remarkable. Again, we have to be supportive and empathetic towards restaurants, tourism, travel. These industries are going to take a lot longer to recover. Mm -hmm. Having said that, we've seen the uniqueness and the resilience even within those industries to do things differently to serve their customers in unique ways. So I look optimistically. We combine at ATB both the head and the heart, and that's how we lead our business, and that's how we continue to support uh, Albertans. You know, and I'd seen this raised uh, by some others, but it, it strikes me as being interesting as well. So the the last major massive pandemic, the one we constantly re- reference, the Spanish influenza, nineteen eighteen ish, whatever. Uh, then you had the Roaring Twenties come out of that. Uh, do we dare ever be so optimistic that when we get out of this, that sort of uh, the joy and the optimism might translate into just everybody driving forward, or is that just a completely ridiculous uh, pie in the sky hope? I think six months ago or seven months ago, nobody would have envisioned that. I, we have not come out with any documented uh, economics around uh, hyperinflation or this notion of the roaring 20s. Uh, however, there's more and more literature and more and more uh, economic opinions that, in fact, inflation could be a challenge. I, I, I sit on a number of different uh, external boards and one of the boards I was on uh, today, in fact, talked about that, about, you know, is there going to be a position where the Canadian economy, the Alberta economy, grow to a point where the bank, uh, in this case, the Bank of Canada, will have to relook at their stance on the low interest rate environment. There, there, were, there were a long way between now and then. However, the conditions could exist where, in fact, we do have this notion of, uh, revenge spending that you're hearing about. You're hearing about mm-hmm. people's pent-up demand to get into restaurants, to travel, to be entertained, to get back to hockey games, to get to football games. My goodness, I hope there's a CFL season this year. So yes. there is a lot of pent-up energy and demand that absolutely could be sustained. You know, the one thing we think, it may there, there's one base case that it'll be a bit of a spike and then it'll subside back down. And then we go back to sort of normal growth and get back to pre-pandemic levels sometime in 2023. There is also, again, to your point, there's a case that's beginning to be developed that could suggest that there'll be this this spike up and that spike will be maintained and will enter into a time of some hyperinflation. I think the end on that, Daryl, is just to, to, to mention that where the base for some of that thinking is the limited uh, and the supply chain challenges. You know, we're seeing it to some extent in the price of oil, where we wouldn't have thought that we would be at $60 oil four or five months ago, and yet there's some increased demand for that product, and the supply is coming off, and unfortunately, you know, even more so given some of the weather patterns that we're seeing down in Texas. So it's Mm -hmm. both the supply and the demand side, and as demand comes back, and if there's limited supply, boy, there'll be some pricing power back to these small businesses, and, you know, then you get some inflation. Just really quick before I let you go, does energy become a driver again? Certainly maybe not to the same level that it was, uh, but can, do you, uh, you know, based on, on what ATV has been looking at uh, down the road, do you see energy coming back as being a leader uh, and, and like recovering some of its health? 
it it will it will be the backbone of the province for decades to come. It is such an important component of who we are, the entrepreneurship, the innovation, the the economics of energy, uh, both traditional fossil fuels and renewables that are becoming a big part of uh, the Alberta landscape will be the backbone uh, for the future. But the real growth opportunities exist in things like technology, innovation, yeah. artificial intelligence, and all the new different uh, business models that are being created around those uh, that sector. Diversification will be king, queen, and the entire royal family down the road. Will it ever? Will it ever? And I think we're on a good path there. We have a we have a really yeah. good value proposition as a province. Aside from okay. the beautiful mountains and the places to live, and two great hockey teams and two great football teams and great people, we have a pretty good value proposition that's pretty attractive to businesses and to uh, consumers alike. Boy, you really put the Alberta in that one, didn't you? You didn't play any favorites one way or the other. Two great ones and two great cities. Okay. Fair enough and well played. Curtis Stange, he is the president and CEO of ATB Financial, joining us this afternoon on the Afternoon News on 630 Ched. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Daryl. Good talking with you.